Welcome! You are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney-turned-alchemist and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. This show was created for courageous souls willing to step out of their comfort zone and design a new way of life. You'll gain inspired midlife wisdom from those who have done it as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. We are here today with my dear friend, Alex Agresta. (laughs) She and I met through my book publicist. And uh, she's been helping me uh, with a couple of things in the overseas library design business. And she has agreed to take some time out of her very busy schedule to talk a little bit about her beta test that she just did here in Mexico. And that's why we got to meet in person. So she was down the road a piece. Thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate you being here today. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was quite divine how we got to meet and talk about like dream life, the beta, traveling overseas. We literally got to meet in the most divine of places. Like you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> right? He did say that was the, the best VIP day you had done before. Oh, of all and time. And it wasn't just that- of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the oceanfront patio was pretty sweet, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, cool. Um, I would love to start out. I always like to kind of start in the beginning. And I know you're not living overseas yet, but you did do a beta test, which uh, you didn't know that that's what you were doing um, until we had met. But um, just talk to me a little bit about kind of how that came about, why you decided to do that. Yeah, so... I feel super fortunate myself and my boyfriend, Connor, which you got to meet. We all got to hang out. It was like a fun little 48 hours together. It was amazing. Um, but we're really fortunate and lucky to, we both work remote. Uh, we both were actually working remote prior to the pandemic. So we were very used to this lifestyle. We were used to the workflow of traveling and working at the same time. You know, we really mastered coffee shops and Wi-Fi and making sure we have that unlocked. So, you know, we were already familiar with this remote work lifestyle. Now, mind you, that didn't mean that we traveled all over the place. We still were, you know, working locally, working at coffee shops, working from home. Uh, But about, I think about a year ago, I think it was August of last year, uh, my lease was up, Connor's lease was up, and we just had this moment of, well, we can technically work from wherever we want to. So do you want to go explore and try something new? And, you know, at that time, Connor really never left um, the state that he grew up in. He traveled around, but I was like, well, you know, I already did that. You know, I I left the nest. I've been traveling around since, you know, since I graduated high school. So why don't, why don't we use this as an opportunity to do it together? Let's explore. And uh, we, we settled on, we went to Florida for a little bit. But then we settled on Tulum, Mexico. Uh, we actually had a, we went to a music festival there, one of our favorite artists. And then I planted the seed. I was like, well, why don't we stay for two months? And he was like, okay. I mean, at that point, here's the fun part about a beta, right? Like you said, I didn't even know we were doing it at the time. When you are asking that question, like, well, why? And then you always come back with, well, why not? 
it's like you have no more excuse just do the damn thing so we just kept coming back to I mean we have nothing to lose I mean why not we have all the time in our schedule so it, I feel like the universe kind of just shoved us to experience this and I'm just so grateful we did I, I it was amazing well yeah and and that's kind of one of the things I teach is, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like you go for two months and you're like, ah, I don't really like it here. Right. I mean, there really is not a downside risk um, to, to checking right. it out. So good for you. And good for you that you found a man that's, uh, you know, uh, ready to rock and roll with you. Like, like I have Tom, you yep. know, okay, sure. <laughs> yep. You got a Tom, I got a Connor. It's amazing. <laughs> but you, you know, you, you hit on something really uh, beautiful. I'm a big believer that we have to try things that are different, that are uncomfortable, that are uncertain, that are unfamiliar to really like tap into our potential. If we just stay where we've always lived or we just do the thing that we've always known, we'll never be able to tap into uh, that next layer of our potential. We'll never know what we're really capable of. So that's why I love your movement and what you're doing here. Even beyond getting to live a dream life overseas, I really think you're helping people to just turn their brain off, right? It's like the Mel Robbins rule, turn your brain off, count to three, do the thing, rip the bandaid off. I think you're really helping people to build a relationship with uncertainty and unfamiliarity. And when we do that, we really get to become the person who we want to be. I guess it went well. It did. It went, it went amazing. Uh, we did come back to, to where we live, which is uh, in America. Um, but we stayed for two full months. We were able to immerse ourselves, uh, build a little community. We did a lot of fun stuff. You know, at, at the point that I'm at in my life, I don't know that I'm ready to fully live overseas, but I wouldn't have known that unless I tried it. So again, I'm just so grateful that we did it. We had the beta and now, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be grounded, you know, in America for right now as I build my business and do all the things. But now I have this little like thing in the back of my mind that when I'm ready, I it's a possibility, right? It's exactly. A possibility. It's a possibility. And I definitely think I'm going to play in that possibility when I'm ready to go back out overseas. Right. Good yeah. deal. Well, um, I, I always like to know, is there anything you would have done differently in hindsight? Mm. I did a little bit of research going into it. I, I posted on social media. I was like, hey, we're going here. Did, has anyone been here before? Uh, so I got some good resources, but I think you know, it's different living somewhere versus vacationing somewhere, right? And I know you yeah. do, huge difference. So I think my post was more attracting people who vacation there and didn't gotcha. live there for an extended amount of time. So what I would do differently next time is I would, uh, you know, see if someone's willing to get on a 30 minute Zoom call with me who's lived there for an extended amount of time and just be able to give me more of that insight as a resident for two, three months so I can really see it from the living point of view instead of the vacation point of view. Oh, wow. That's a, a pearl of wisdom right there, because that is something we talk about all the time is vacationing somewhere is not the same as living somewhere. And so that is important. If you're just talking to tourists, you're going to get a totally different perspective than exactly. talking to people who live there. So brilliant. Yeah. And then um, I know when uh, we did talk briefly that you did have a little bit of a, a wake up call um, going to the grocery store. 
I sure did. It's not what you'll, it's not Whole Foods uh, that you have here in America by any means. So yeah, that was a bit of a culture shock. I was like, whoa, okay, not, not used to this. I, I remember Connor and I, we were just like standing in the corner of an aisle. We're like, okay, what do we got? <laughs> what do we got here? How are we going to navigate this? But you know, we figured out, right? And this is, again, wouldn't have known this unless we just hurled ourselves into the experience. There are certain times to go uh, yes. to the grocery store. There are better times uh, to go when all the food isn't taken up or it's not really busy. So we, when we went back the second time, we picked a better day and time where, you know, the fruit was a little fresher and we had some more options. And I will say we did have a good redemption experience for the second time. It was way better than the first time. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it took us a while to figure this out too. So they, um, most people get paid down here on the 1st and the 15th. Yeah. And yeah. so those are two days you definitely want to avoid the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. go, go at the end of the month. And then actually Tom just went uh, early this morning and he said it was wonderful. There was nobody there. So yeah, you do kind of get into those rhythms and and you know when yeah. to. And, and the other thing, uh, and I don't know if you found this in Tulum, but you know, we found that uh, Chidrari is our, our local Walmart, uh, if you yeah. will, yeah. but their produce isn't the best. Um, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of variety, but it's not necessarily the best quality and it's, and even sometimes hit or miss what's there, but there's the central Mercado downtown yeah. that is pretty much all vegetable stands. And that's actually where the restaurant owners shop for yeah, their yeah. produce is over there. So that's like one of those little inside things that you figure out after a while, you know, yeah, cause yeah. you may not be used to doing that. Although you know, when we were in Florida, I guess we did go to the Saturday farmers markets and stuff like that, but this is actually available daily. So it's, yeah. it's really nice to be able to do that. So you may or may not um, have had something like that in Tulum. Did you ever find any kind of um, vegetable markets or anything down there? Yeah. So that actually reminded me, we asked a local, we were like, Hey, you know, he had a food cart it was amazing. He had like the best burritos of all time. And we're like, where do you get your vegetables and your meats? So right. that was another thing that we learned is, you know, in America, it's, it's when I think America, I think mainstream, like, I feel like it's really easy to Walmart, Office Depot, Whole Foods, it just, everything is kind of there in our face. And it yeah. almost, it almost rips some opportunity and possibility from us. Cause we don't, we're not really trained to like, go ask the local or go find that little you know, dive bar in the corner, that nook over here. So it really prompted us to Connor's like the most curious adventurer when he's in new places. So he would make friends with all these locals and just ask them, you know, where do you go? Tell me where you go. What do you do? And we had a, we had very like hole in the wall type places that had really great quality food, great quality meat. So again, there's hidden gems if, if you're willing to, to look for them. Yeah. 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 Good. No, it's, it's that definitely that way here too. Um, and restaurants as well. And, and even uh, Playa del Carmen, you weren't very far from there. I don't know if you ever went up there, but I remember we went down there to uh, pick up our, our beautiful lamps that we had uh, made down at the glass factory down there. We uh, spent a, a night down there because we, when we, we placed the order and they wouldn't ship them, I don't blame them, you know, they're glass. And so they didn't want to risk them being damaged. So they said, no, no, we don't ship. You have to come pick them up. So the first time we placed the order, we did a same day turnaround and it was a bit much, you know, driving down and driving back. So I said, no, we go pick them up. We're going to spend the night. We're going to, you know, enjoy ourselves down there. So we had looked at a whole bunch of restaurants and 
the one that got the best reviews was this little hole in the wall seafood place, right? With plastic tables. And it actually ended up raining. We took a taxi um, because we didn't feel our car was parked a couple of blocks away and, we're, and it wasn't, you know, we just didn't want to deal with it. So we um, got in the taxi. The taxi driver was like insisting that we go to like one of the tourist trap seafood places. We're like, no, 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 no. We want to go to this place. And they're like, no, 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 don't you? And we're like, no, 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 no. So we had to like kind of argue with the taxi driver. So he finally dropped us off. Oh my gosh. I, he, Tom got like ceviche. He had this like big mountain of ceviche and I had shrimp. I had like more shrimp than I could eat. It was just (laughs) unbelievable how good it was. And it was peanuts. I mean, it was so inexpensive and you know, yeah, there were no white linen tablecloths or anything like that, but it was just phenomenally good. And I can see, you know, a lot of people would go, oh, I don't know, it looks a little sketchy, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it's so often that's the case. And and I really go by reviews. And like I said, this this had just phenomenal online reviews and it was it was full of locals. But yeah. you know, yeah. there were there were plenty of gringo reviews on there that that said how phenomenal it was. So. I love that. Oh, I need ceviche. <laughs> I you need to ship me ceviche. Like that <laughs> stuff to me right now. <laughs> Oh yeah, Picos, man. You enjoyed that before so you left. <laughs> I love that. Good deal. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Is it time to go? Are you starving for adventure and new experiences? Ready to lower your living costs and upgrade your quality of life? Do you long for the freedom to live anywhere with the economic satisfaction of earning in paradise? Imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? You can live a happier, healthier, and more joyful life. Don't know where to start? Then grab our free paradise checklist to begin dreaming again and start defining your paradise. It's waiting for you at paradisechecklist.com. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. Well, um, let's shift gears a minute because I really want to dive into um, what is really kind of our, our theme for the month, which is is wealth. And part of that is this idea of having income where you can live anywhere, work anywhere. And you've been able to do that. And and when you were here, you know, I I was curious. I'm always curious what people's backgrounds are, you know, recovering attorney, like, you know, um, totally not related to what I do now, a little bit, I guess. But um, I was surprised to hear that you actually started out your career in hospitality 
Yeah. And um, so talk to me a little bit about that uh, transition and, and kind of how you've been able to create this amazing company and career. And I mean, obviously, Rome wasn't built in a day. It probably was a bit of a journey. So share, share with people how you were able to do that. Yeah, so I uh, I went to college at University of Central Florida, which it has the number one hospitality school I think in the world. Like it's it's called Rosen. I don't know if anyone's been to Orlando, but there's Rosen hotels. Um, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I re- I yeah. remember Rosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually came to a couple of our college classes. So yeah, his whole family they just they run the hospitality industry. It's huge in Orlando. So uh, at the time when I went to college, I was like, well, I guess I, it's funny. I was originally signed up for the business school, right? Because that's where my heart lies. But when I got there, I was like, well, when in Rome, let me do right. the <laughs> right? I was like, let's go all in. I happen to go to the number one, you know, number capital for hospitality. You know, I, I had planned my own sweet 16. It was like a super sweet 16. So I was like, oh, maybe event planning, you know, hospitality. I like this stuff. So I just dove in, gave it a shot. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of good in the hospitality. I, I really loved being front facing with customers. I loved creating a beautiful experience for them. I loved getting to, you know, have conversations with them that could leave an impact on them. Right. Just, just like this, right. All those things that are here now, I think we're like trying to emerge out of me in my hospitality days, but, you know, honestly, what, what prompted me to, uh, you know, have the good old quit my job experience and dive into my dreams. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a couple of things. Number one, hospitality is not as flexible, uh, you know, as other career paths. You're you're kind of just set in stone with the hotel that you work at or the restaurant that you work at. You know, maybe if you're an event planner, you'll have some flexibility of traveling to different places. But I didn't feel that it would uh, allow me to travel and experience life the way that I wanted to. It felt very like I would live in this place and work in this place for a very long time. And that just kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was like, I want to experience, I want to go places. And then the like second my, thing- uh, diet my desk moment at my, as being an attorney, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, if I am at this desk another day, I'm going to die. Exactly. So I was just like, you know, this might be great for some people, but for me, I, I, I had that zest for life. I got to go travel. So I quickly realized it wasn't really going to allow me to do that. And then the second thing, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of us do in hospitality, I experienced a very toxic work culture. It was just not, it was not cool. It really sucked. Um, I always felt like I was walking on eggshells. And, you know, I have a lot of empathy for the people who were above me, the managers, because they were just getting pooped on from the top. It was kind of just this trickle down. So I have nothing but empathy and understanding for the people who were not treating me that great because they weren't getting treated that great. But I was like, I don't, I have a life to live. Like I, I want to be someone I want to, I want to be in a positive culture that can, you know, be meaningful. Right. And not, I don't want to go home every day with anxiety and not be fulfilled. So I think that's really interesting, Alex, because because, I mean, if you think about hospitality, I mean, it's a very experiential business, right? I mean, that's really what you're creating for people. And yet in the business model, the experience of the the workers is not good. Exactly. So that's a good distinction, Don. There's the external experience for the customers. Yeah, yeah. There's the internal experience for the employees, and they are vastly different. You would never know that they were uh, in the same field. So, 
you're exactly right. It wasn't enough for me to have an amazing outward experience. I wanted to be, you know, in a culture where I felt appreciated and loved. And, you know, I'm a hard worker. I mean, I was with you for two days. We're both crazy hard workers, like right, borderline right. crate, like psycho. We're like, we're, we're like, what's the mission? Let's go. And I just right. felt like, like I always wanted to work hard and I always wanted to go above and beyond, but in a culture where you're not appreciated or seen or loved or heard, that's not going to come to life. I'm not motivated or inspired to want to go above and beyond uh, right. if I'm not seen for me. Right. So long story short, I, um, those two things just naturally pushed me out and I joined local business communities. I joined a co-working space. I joined, I was going to different networking events. I was doing all types of stuff just to immerse myself in the environment of the thing that I wanted. And were you still working in the hospitality industry or, or did you, like, oh, you quit like, job and say, screw it, I'm going to do something else. And there was this weird four month period where I was like, I want to quit my job, but the serving money's so good, right? The serving money will pull you in for any of my ex servers out there. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, so there was this weird four month period where I had two feet in two places, which really means I was, I had one foot nowhere. Yeah. Um, so I had this weird four month period and then April 15th tax day, <laughs> I quit. I had my God, I think I had $200 to my name and maybe like 2000 on a credit card. So I had $200 cash, 2000 on a credit card. And I was like, screw it. And I'll never forget. I like leave the door of the restaurant and I'm like, I'm on my own now world. <laughs> and I go to the co-working space and I start writing things. God knows what I was writing. Uh, on a whiteboard. I called my dad. I'm thinking he's going to freak out. He was like, oh yeah, I was waiting for this. Like, of course. <laughs> and just- We call oh. that burning the boats, Alex. <laughs> I love that. I was just like, Rah! yeah, it's like, I was like dumping the tea into the harbor. I'm like, see you later, people. <laughs> um, and That's then, funny. yeah, just things just led one to the other. And I think just naturally my gifts started to come out and I had a love for public speaking. I had a love for business. I had a love for pulling people's messages and potential out of them and putting it into a structure. And then it just naturally led me to what I'm doing now. And here we are. <laughs> well, it couldn't have been that simple and easy. So. <laughs> I know I made it sound really easy and simple. <laughs> Let's hear the let's hear the backstory because that's what people have to understand. You have to go through. I mean, it just sometimes it, it it you know even if it somewhat comes easy. I think that the part that came easy for me was identifying what I was passionate about and and the things that I was good at and and matching those up and really thinking about what do I want to do to make money that is involves these these things that that yeah. makes me uh, feel passionate about what I'm doing. That, yeah. that you are lacking in hospitality. Yeah. So I mean, is that where you started? Is that yeah, that, that's really, so I'm thinking about that day, right? When I like left, I quit the job, I'm in the co-working space, I'm writing things out. I mean, it's almost like this gift assessment. Like, what are my gifts? What am I good at? What am I passionate about? What lights me up? And oddly at that time, I really liked building websites. That's like my side entrepreneurial hustle. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me take a stab at this. So I started uh, just, you know, reaching out, creating a book of business, if you will. And I think the next layer of what I learned is I have to connect my gifts and what I'm really good at to the real needs of real people. If I'm really good at like building websites, but no one needs a website, I'm not really going to get far. Uh, right. So I really learned, you know, as I'm getting 
a business off the ground, as I'm learning about myself as an entrepreneur, as a leader, I really learn the power of empathy and going out there and actually getting curious of what people need. So I almost like reverse engineered it. And I would go out there at networking events, uh, hang out at the co-working space, uh, any opportunity that I, I could get to have a conversation where I could get curious, I would identify what people need in the marketplace. And then I would go, okay, do I want to solve that need? Is that something that lights me up? If it's a yes, it's worth entertaining. If it's a no, I'm going to table that. So that really was like the, nice. the guts of my journey. It's just this constant connecting my purpose and passion to the real needs of real people. And that really just created this beautiful evolution of purpose pioneers. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I mean, there were a lot of backup against the wall moments where we're like, we don't know, we don't know anymore. Like the uncertainty is more than the certainty, right? It was like 80-20, 80% uncertainty, 20% certainty when really we want it like swapped. Right? Uh, so there were definitely a lot of questionable backup against the wall moments, but like what you're saying, I always got back to, well, who do I want to be? And what do I want to do? And here's the grand question. Is that worth fighting for? And the answer was always yes. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. So one of the things that as I, you know, developed my um, online business was to, you know, basically help people in the journey, like, like figure out if your methodology works, right? So, and, and I did that with my free workshop and going, ah, I think I can help these people and I'm going to give it a shot and, and see where it goes. And just watching people go through the process, teaching them what you know, and figuring out, oh, this really works. Did you go through a process like that with the folks, with what you do? Uh, like, like that, that moment where like all the pieces come together, where like, that's the thing that works that moment. Yeah, well, like just different different case studies. Like, like I'm going to take you on as a project <laughs> yeah. and see if I can help you. You know, when you're when oh. you're new and you don't have that background of you know the success stories, like you you have yeah. to almost really just go at it with a servant's heart. You're serving them. You are serving yourself, but you're really like trying to find people that you can help. And you know, and and you chart. You know, it's not that you do it all for free by any stretch, but but you're really pouring into them in a way that is mutually beneficial. I'm sure yeah. you went, went through that. Yeah. So twofold. So this is where my business partner and I are, we complement each other really well. So what he does really well, he's the community guy. He get anytime he's experiencing any uncertainty or just not knowing what to do next. We, we tell him just got to go be immersed go, go, go to the coffee shop and go talk to your people. Something magical is going to unfold. So what Thomas has done really well is he would just literally go to local environments, coffee shops, offices, uh, restaurants, where his people are. And he gets so curious and he just, he obsessively just likes to parse apart. What are your needs? Where are you hurting? And then from there, he would connect, right? What he's good at with what he's hearing. And then many times he would offer, like, let me just, do, let me blow your mind. That's how we like to put it. We're like, let me do a session with, a session with you. Let me blow your mind, right? And that's what we call, we, we coined it an embodied experience. If we can go out there and give someone an embodied experience where they can move past the mind and into the heart, that's when it's easy to start considering you financially and start paying you and putting you in the business budget, right? So he's really good at giving people a beautiful embodied experience where they can actually experience his wisdom, his gifts, how we can help them. And then what I'm really good at is putting on events where, again, another embodied experience. So 
in the very beginning days of Purpose Pioneers, we did workshops and they're all free. We were like, just get people in the room, right? That was my thing. I was like, just get them in the room. I will take it from there. So we're like, just, we did workshops. We did, Thomas was doing one-off sessions. Uh, We do a live event. We do virtual events. Any opportunity where, like you said, we can be in that servant leadership and just give people a taste of this magic. It always leads to beauty on the other side. Dream clients. Um, it shakes out the people who aren't really aligned and and doubles down on the people that really are. So yeah, I would say those two things, those are still a part of our business strategy today. Anytime that we can be in full service and give someone an experience of what, what we do, uh, that actually helps us work with more of the people that are in full alignment with our mission, like you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, yes. that's, and then, you know, I think in, in network marketing, we used to call that paying the price. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 you can't, uh, and, and you can use the farming analogy, right? You can't just plant corn one day and the next week come and go, where's my damn corn? Right. I mean, it takes 90 days to, to gestate. And I think, you know, particularly Americans were in such a hurry, right? We want instant gratification and results. And especially when you're building a service business, like you and I have, and yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of my folks, professionals and, and service business owners, you, you have to recognize that, you know, that is part of the process is being in that capacity. Really, you can't serve unless you're really in the trenches and figuring out, um, you know, like I've, I've said, you know, not everybody jumps on a 50 foot sailboat and sails 5,000 miles to move overseas. So it right. took me a while, you know, through the podcast, through the workshops to figure out like, what are the challenges other people have? I mean, you know, what are, what's holding them back? What's, you know, I never had children, you know, people who have children, what, are, you know, what are they dealing with? Um, the grandchildren, all of those, those different things, um, the parents, right? The, the older parents that um, might need help. So you have all these different challenges that um, I don't, Tom and I didn't necessarily personally have, but in order to serve the community fully, you have to really dig in there and, and find out um, what do they need, you know? I so <laughs> cool. Um, well, so uh, talk a little bit about kind of what you do. I mean, I, I know what you do, but I, I want you to share with the audience because um, I think you have a, a very unique business. It, it, um, the universe put you in front of me in the exact moment that we, we laugh about um, you were not you personally, but, but what I needed that you do was on my 90 day plan. Um, <laughs> Yep. And there you were. <laughs> there, and there I was. I, I took a picture. I was like, I was like, can I take a picture of your 90 day plan? And I like, highlighted purpose pioneers. I was like, I love when I'm on someone's 90 day plan. Right. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I would love to share. And um, I just, what's coming to mind too, after I share, I would, for anyone that's like, I want to work remote, right. For any listeners that are wanting to work, work remote, I'd love to share some ideas. Uh, like if you don't know your thing yet, that's okay. I'd love to just share some ideas on, you know, how I got started working remote with some like odds and ends thing. Cause now we're in a time where there are so many odds and ends remote jobs that you could do that could be really fun as you are finding your thing, right? Your, your sweet spot. So I'd love to, to share some of that. Um, yeah. So my company's called Purpose Pioneers. It is quite unique. Talk about good timing. We're going on five year, our five year anniversary. And five years ago, even though purpose, you know, purpose isn't new. People have been talking about this in business for decades. It, we were almost still like convincing people of this and 
why it matters. And we always felt that trudge. And now five years later, people are like going crazy over purpose and thought leadership and movements. I was like, now's our time. <laughs> so love really trailblazers, don't we? <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, yeah, for the trailblazers, you just got to stick with it because your time will come. It will come to you on a golden platter. Um, but like I shared, I co-founded Purpose Pioneers with my business partner, Thomas. It was birthed on a couch at a co-working space in Orlando, Florida. And we were just obsessed with creating this world where people fully align what they do to make money with what they do to experience meaning and fulfillment in their lives, right? Exactly what you're helping people do, Dawn. And we call that this beautiful sweet spot between purpose and profit, really connecting your gifts with how you run your business and doing something that's meaningful to you and valuable to your customer, right? Exactly what Dawn and I are talking about, being in that beautiful sweet spot. So we bring that big vision to life by working with entrepreneurs and helping them use the stage to transform them into a thought leader in their industry and turn their business into a movement, right? This thing, this unstoppable force that is so much more than just a business selling products and services. It's so much more than just an entrepreneur, right? It's this thought leader furthering this message that is creating this, this impact and this influence in the world. So really, it's funny. Purpose Pioneers is very, we're very much like in the intangible. We love being up here. But one of our gifts is bringing the sky to soil and making purpose practical and showing people uh, the framework to, to have a movement framework as thought leader. So that's where Don and I to playing all the magic of just making all the practical, creating systems around it. So that's really our whole thing is uh, turning you into a thought leader and turning your business into a movement and giving you the systems infrastructure to be able to do that excitedly and in a way that really serves real needs in the marketplace. Wow, that was so well said. And I can feel your energy when you talk about this, how passionate you are about your business. It it really comes across um, in a huge way. Um, so if uh, people want to learn more about you, you want to uh, let them know how they can connect? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you can just check out and learn more about our movement at PurposePioneers.com. Uh, and I'll definitely uh, share the link with you, Don, for anyone who wants to be a part of our community. I would love to have you uh, in our community. Uh, if you are wanting to further your movement, right, really get that message out to the world. We like to call ourselves the Movement HQ. We are the headquarters for all of the amazing movements out in the world. So we'd love to have you in our community. Uh, And then of course you can learn more about me as a speaker myself at alexandriaaggressa.com. So I'll make sure Dawn, you have all that good stuff. So I shared this with uh, Ridgely, my uh, business coach I'm working with uh, on a weekly basis. And he couldn't hardly believe it. I I don't know if I, I don't think I told you this, but uh, when I was a, I think I was a sophomore in college, I took a communications class And in week six, I dropped it because we were supposed to give a speech. That's hilarious. I was terrified to get up in front of the class in college to give a speech. And I took another class and he couldn't believe it. And, you know, to think that, you know, being uh, on stage and in front of thousands, but what I learned, I guess, over the years is, and I remember even um, as an attorney, I taught a class the first time I taught an international contracts class, I, w- I was asked by uh, the Small Business Center, and I was 
only had three people in my class. And I was so excited that there were only three people in the class. And I convinced myself I could do it because I wasn't really speaking. I was teaching. And um, that was really kind of how it started for me. But um, I'm sure, you know, I, your tribe is probably full of people who, you know, just give me the microphone type of people. Sure. But, but there are some of us that it took a while to get there. And yeah. um, what I found really was just the, when you have the ability to, to share experience or wisdom or, or, you know, really just, just teach and somebody comes up to you afterwards and talks about how life-changing it is what you said that, that your words really made a difference. I'm telling you, it really becomes addictive. Yeah. And I could have, I would have never predicted how much I really liked being in front of the room. Um, And then with COVID and everything and and getting out of network marketing, not being in front of the room for four years, um, I had the ability to, to speak in March at a friend's event and I did miss it. I didn't really realize how much I had missed it until I was there in the moment. And I was like, I really love this. And uh, that's, that's how it got on the 90 day plan. I was like, I really do need to, to do this because I do enjoy it. And whether it's, and now we have this beautiful virtual capability that we never had years ago. So if, if anyone um, thinks they might like to speak, or even if you think you, You'd never speak. I mean, you might surprise yourself um, because if you have a message that matters, um, which most of us do, I mean, it, it's um, it's yeah. inevitable. We we have this ability to connect as human beings. Um, this is your girl. I mean, <laughs> she, she's a rock star, and I am so happy that that uh, our paths crossed and um, yeah. ha- have the the privilege of working. So before we wrap up, is there anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to share? Mm. I think just what's coming to mind again, I just, I see so much synchronicity and alignment between our movements. It really, it's so they're like besties. They're besties who hang out like every other day. They talk all the time. I just feel like what we're doing, it's so, it's so in alignment with helping people step into their dream reality, whether that's at home, right? We're living somewhere, whether that's with business. So my my last little nugget, I would say is just, just go for it. Even if go for it means going to that next training that Dawn's hosting or listen to that podcast episode or just being a, a tourist of the, your own city that you live in right now, right? There's just, to me, I don't care if you have all these different obligations in your life, you have nothing to lose as a human being. You have everything to gain. I believe that so firmly within my heart. I think too often we let life just uh, make things heavy for us when really life, I think even though life can be a little crazy sometimes and not be the best, (laughs) uh, I think life really is here for us to experience it and play in it. So I would say just whatever it is, just go do it. And I just, I feel like you'll come back and just have a renewed sense of energy and excitement. And that's, that's what makes life worth living. Like if we're not having fun and we're not excited, why the hell are we doing it? Right? Like this is my dawn was like, if I'm at this desk doing attorney things one more day, your girl's going to be out. And thank God she's like, I'm leaving because we wouldn't be here right now talking about these amazing things. That's right. That's right. Perfect. Well said, Alex. I appreciate you so much. I really appreciate it. Me too, sister. Thanks for having me. I love uh, getting to hang out with you any chance I can. So thanks again. 
This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradisechecklist.com and download our free Paradise Checklist to start your journey. We'd also love for you to become part of our Claim Your Dream Life community. Thank you for listening.